I desire your prayers this morning. Um, I thought as you get out to the stand, it's, it, it, it is very nervous. It does make you very nervous. But you know, it's the Spirit of God that, that carries us through the things that we couldn't go through on our own. And I thought, what love, what wonderful love for God so loved the world. And when you talk about the world, you're not talking about buildings and things. You're talking about His people, His creation. He created people, you and I. Um, for God so loved you and I, His world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, I thought as, as the sister got out and talked, I don't speak a word of French. I, I, I don't speak real good English. But I understood what she said. Because the spirit that's in her is the same spirit that's in me. And she was worshiping and praising God and giving testimony to what God had done for her life. And I can understand that. Even if I don't understand French. And I think God understands all languages. I think he hears our prayers. And it doesn't even matter whether we say any words or not. He knows our heart. He knows the intents of our heart. And he can answer when no one else can help. Um, I really... So many people have read and done so well. The Spirit of God has just been great in this place. Um, and, I, and that's really what I wanted to talk about. I thought about we have um, some members of a local church that came out last night. And they had hoped they'd have possibly 70 in their class. They didn't all make it out. I think the weather hindered them a little bit. But, you know, so many folks want to know... What do you believe? You know, when you go around in the community, where do you live? Well, I live on that church campground. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been by that place. You know, what do y'all, what do y'all preach? What do y'all do out there? What makes us different than the, and than the people in the world? You know, Christian churches are all over. Um, most everybody believes that there's a God. If, if, they're, if they call themselves a Christian, they have to. Most believe that there's Jesus Christ as his son, and they believe in that too. But so few understand the Holy Ghost. And it has been from the beginning. When God breathed into the breath and nostrils of Adam, he became a living soul. Now, God didn't grant that to the other things he created. He created all things, plants and animals and all all that we see and hear. But he thought so much of this creation that he made it a living soul. That means... The part that he gathered up from the dust is going to go back to the dust. But the living soul that he placed within us has an eternity to spend somewhere. And he wants you to spend it with him. I created you and I want you to come home and be with me. That's the reason people in the world don't have a home. You know, that homeless shelter comment was just right on. This is where we come because this is our home. This is where we don't have a home on this earth. We have a house and we live there and we work and we do what we have to do. But our home is in eternity. And that's where we're looking for and that's where we want to go. But the Holy Ghost has been right from the very beginning. When Adam and Eve was cast out of the garden, there was a flaming sword that crossed across the gate. You can't come in. Sin is on your heart. The Spirit of God guards. It guides. It directs. It teaches. It rep- the fire that we talk about from the beginning to the end is the representation of the Holy Ghost. And those flaming swords were there to guard against no one gets into heaven if they have sin on their garment. That's the reason the, the Bible preaches you can't have sin in your life if you're going to go to heaven. Why the world can't see that is because they don't read the Word of God. I truly believe the Holy Ghost would open their eyes if they 
earnestly wanted to believe it and find out what was in there and opened up their word and began to read, the Holy Ghost would teach them and give them a glimpse of what they needed to do. Because he said that he didn't want any to be lost. He wanted everybody. Whosoever will may come and partake. Um, I began to think about all of the different incidences of the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. How Moses saw the burning bush and it didn't consume. And it caught his attention. It would catch mine. And he goes over there and hears what God has to say. But today, the fire, it's not the fire that we see. You catch a building on fire and it's going to be ashes in just a few minutes. You get caught on fire and your skin will melt right off your bones. Fire consumes here. But the fire of God brightens It lightens. It gives you strength. It gives you courage. And it doesn't consume except for sin. Now, it'll consume the sin right out of your life. But it will give you the strength and courage to carry on. And it gave Moses that. He didn't want to go. And God said, go. I'll send you. The Holy Ghost can go with you. This The fire that burned in the bush that didn't consume it, that's what went with him. And he went down and delivered them all out. And when the children came out, the fire wasn't gone. He says, I will be with you in the day as a cloud, and at night the pillar of fire will direct you. And they set it down between them and the Egyptians to guard against them. That fire is constantly guarding and working in our lives. And as it goes on, you talk about the fire of Elijah and how the, um, the, the chariot of fire came by um, and took him out of this life. And Elijah picked up Elijah's robe and says, where is the God of Elijah? The fire was still there. Elijah had gone on, but that same spirit it kept coming down from generation to generation to generation and it'll come down in our lives as well um he had um i don't know if it was elijah or elijah but they were surrounded um the the enemy had come in and and the servant said lord what are we going to do and and they prayed it was either elijah or elisha they prayed that that god would open up the eyes of the servant and and he did and what did he see He saw the whole mountains all around surrounded with chariots of fire, ready to fight the battles of God. You know, it will take you to a place and then it'll say, stand still and I'll fight for you. It'll take you to something and you just feel like, I don't know what to do with it. And the power of God will take you right on through. It came down. Jeremiah talked about it. He said, the word... for the, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And he, the pillar that, that, that took him through there, all of these things, um, as we go from, from chapter to chapter to chapter, it comes right on down um, to, the, to Acts. And I, I hate to keep repeating Scripture because it's been read before, but, in, but, but it was meant to be given to us. It was meant to change our life. On the day of Pentecost, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. That's what burns within you. You know, if, if you shut it up, he said, I'd raise up the rocks. To prophesy. You know, it's going to go out. And the power of God is what goes out. It is what makes us different. It's what makes us holy. It's what keeps us from sin. It's what carries us from one place to the other and talks to us and guides us and directs us. I thought also of uh, the scripture. I heard a preacher talk on this scripture the other day. And I ain't, I'm not much on, on preachers. Um, you hear on television and stuff. I don't listen to them. But this man had the power of God. 
And when I sat there and listened to him, I just wanted to get up and start shouting. The Spirit of God bears witness with the Spirit that's in your life. Amen. And you know the truth. Right. Now, they can preach all they want to, and if it ain't the truth, it just does nothing for me. Oh, but right. when they catch on the truth, then I had to light up. I get, I get that fire that goes Amen. about me. And he talked about these verses. Um, you know, I, I, I heard a, a fellow say the other day, we were talking in the altar service, you know, that they'd had a struggle. Um, serving God shouldn't be a struggle. Uh, if there is a struggle in your life, it's because you're pulling against God. Um, you must be willing and obedient to the Spirit that the fire may catch in your life and, 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 and carry you forth. It says in the 12th chapter of Romans, I beseech you therefore, brethren, and beseech is, is more than just ask. I encourage you. I beg of you. I plead with you to listen to what the Word has to say in your life. To get down in it and let it catch fire in your life. It is, it is what carries us around. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. Our bodies as a living sacrifice. God shed His blood and there was burnt offerings. His blood bought a price. And paid the price for us. He doesn't require us to give our blood. There's no more blood sacrifice. His was the last. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Um, sacrifice is not just... I had to look it up and, and, and write it down. The word sacrifice means the forfeiture of something highly valued. That's our life. We don't value anything more than our life. For the sake of someone considered to have a greater value. And that's God. He asked for us to give our life a living sacrifice. All our plans. All our wishes. All our life. All of our expectations. We lay it down. We sacrifice it to God. That we may take up His life. And go forward with what He would have us to do. Where He would have us to go. Saying what He would have us to say. Not our life. Then serving God becomes easy. That's when it becomes easy. It is a pleasure. It is a joy. It gives you peace. It gives you contentment. It changes your life. I talk to people um, from time to time and I ask them, and they they claim to be Christians and all this stuff. I said, did it change your life? Because if it didn't, then I need to talk to you. Because I've got what can change your life. That's what makes Christ Sanctified Holy Church different. Is we preach that you must have the Holy Ghost baptism in your life. We preach that it comes into our lives. And it burns out the sin. That sin nature that's in our lives. And you don't have to sin anymore. And you can have peace. And there's no more condemnation. Because there's no more sin. And then we can have the fire that comes down. That that carries us around. That makes her speak in French when she can't find the words to express in English. And, and, And... makes us shout when we have no other words to sing. It makes us, um, I've sung songs with, with tunes that were wrong because I just wanted to glorify God and I didn't know any other way to do it. And, and that's what it makes you do. 
And, and some people say, well, this is sort of foolish or this is sort of silly. Well, if I can be a fool for God, that's okay. You know, I don't want to be a fool for this world, but I can be a fool for God. And it just don't bother me any because I have an inheritance that is waiting for me. And I'm not letting anybody else take it. And I didn't have to climb over my parents. And I didn't have to climb over them, but I had to climb over me to get there. I had to lay me down. I had to lay down everything about my life to get to what I wanted to have. And that was the Spirit of God. And it says, holy, acceptable unto God, which is just your reasonable service. It's not something that we've done that's so great that deserves something else. It is our reasonable service. And how do we do this? The next verse will tell you. The whole package is in two or three verses right here. It says, and be not conformed to this world. You can't think like this world. You can't reason like this world. It will get you into trouble every single time. When a crossroads comes in your life and you think with your brain, you're going to get in trouble. That's Satan's way of telling you how to handle a situation. Satan wants you to get back when you've been hurt. He wants you to talk bad about something that, that you don't need to be even talking about at all. God says forget it. Forget it. Get over it. Serve me. Let this world, you know, let everything else go by the wayside. But be ye transformed. That's what the Spirit of God does to you. And he began to talk about a toy that I've only seen, and all of, I've, he had only seen. It belonged to his child, and it's called a transformer. And all you parents that's got kids, I know y'all know what it is. I have no clue. But it's a toy that starts out as one thing, and you pop the head off, and you raise its arms, and you kick out its legs, and it becomes a plane or something. You know, something else. It's transformed from one thing. When I was a child, I got a toy. It was a toy. It was whatever it was. If it was a truck, it was a truck, and it never changed into anything else but a truck. But a transformer changes into something else. That's what God does for us. He transforms our lives. When we were bound into sin, He transformed us into a child of light. When we were in darkness, we became light. When we were burdened, we became lighter. We could fly, as Mitch was talking about. I remember the day when I got my sins forgiven. I really thought I could fly. I'm surprised my parents didn't come home and catch me up on the roof jumping off. I really thought I could fly. I never felt like anything like it in my entire life. Never felt like anything like it hardly since. Except when the fire begins to work. Then I can fly. You talk about, you know, when you ever, if you ever dreamed you could fly, it's the most wonderful feeling. Till you, till you realize you can't, you wake up. Such a start, you know. But to, to be completely weightless. And to be able to soar to the heights of the mountaintop. Amen. I can't do it with my physical body. But I can close my eyes. And I can pray to the Lord. And I can soar to the greatest heights that there are. And He can take me from the depths of the pits of depression. And put me up on the mountaintop just by prayer. Just by prayer. And the fire that burns within. When it gets burdened down. It gets covered up with all of this world. And the flame just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And God says, be ye transformed. Quit looking at the world. Quit looking at your problems. Quit looking at what tomorrow holds. And look at me. And I will raise up that flame. And it will burn in your life. And it will make you what you're supposed to be. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you have a situation and you don't know what to do with it, if you try to do something about it, it won't work. It won't work. If you take it to the Lord in prayer, 
The situation probably still won't change, not immediately anyway, but you will. Your mind changes. You get transformed. You quit looking at what you can do, and you begin to realize what God can do. And you say, well, this ain't nothing for God. He created the whole wide world. This problem can't possibly be anything for him to do. And he can change your mind. Our attitude, our outlook, it's all about the mind. And it's all about letting God work in our lives, renew our mind, and transform us from darkness into light. From the power of Satan. And you know, he's a powerful thing. Well, you can joke, and we do make jokes. We dress, the kids dress up as Satan and, you know, little devils, and schools name their mascots the demons and all of these things. We don't need to joke about Satan. He has a power and the ability to, to, to take just enough of the truth and mix it with just enough of a lie to trip us up. And if we don't keep our minds and our hearts and our life right here, then we will miss it. We will miss it. He can come into our lives, and He transforms light into darkness. That's His job. And God transformed darkness into light. And you can choose with your mind what you want to believe this morning. So many times people have gotten out and talking about choices. But it is that. It is a choice that you and I make. He gave it to us. He allowed His creation to choose to love Him. And what a passionate God we have. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know, we didn't deserve it. Um, To deserve something would be what we worked for. You know, when you you work real hard in your life and you, you would deserve a check for working. Because that's what deserving is. You know, if you deserve something, you've worked for it and you deserve to have it. But God counted us worthy. Now, I can't tell you what my worth is. We're worth what other people think we're worth. If I have a skill or a trade and I come to you and you've got a whole bunch of people that do the same thing I do, I'm not worth anything to you. But if I come to you and I have something that you need, I am very valuable to you. God looked upon his creation and deemed us worthy of the death of his son. Think about that for a minute. I never had anybody love me so much that they were willing to give the life of their son for me. He deemed us worthy to to die on the cross, to create a plan, a way that we could have salvation, have life, have it more abundantly. I don't want to live beneath my privilege today. I want to have it all. You know, in the world they tell you you can have it all. Well, you can't. Something's going to go lacking. There ain't enough time. Us physical bodies are not made to have it all. But when it comes to spiritual things, there's no lid on the jar. There's no container. There's no sides. There's no up. There's no down. There's no bottom. You can have it all. All you want. All your plans. All your future things. Everything you could possibly hope to obtain in this life is found right here. And more importantly, He'll set you on fire. He'll allow you to do things you never thought you could do. He'll let you hear things you never thought you could hear, believe things you never thought you could believe, and overcome everything in your life. Whatever it is, you can be an overcomer. You can have it, and you can have it freely. I love the Lord this morning, but I love the fire more than anything else that I see in His meetings, in His altar services, and in His people. That fire, that Holy Ghost, That's what makes us different. Don't ever quit preaching it. 
If you do, we'll die. We'll become just like all the other churches who put numbers up on the board and have nothing else to say about themselves other than we have a big congregation. And we have lots of activities. And we have a good youth program. And we have this and we have that. I want us to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost. It makes us what we are today. It makes us sons of God. Without it, you can't be a son of God. And without it, you can't make it to a home in heaven. I appreciate your prayers. Tis burning in my soul.